0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of my podcast today I'm going to be talking about MGK's new album Mainstream Sellout so this album came out fairly recently I want to say like two days ago and it came out overnight I didn't listen to it immediately I actually went to bed which is surprising because I find myself sometimes when it's like 7 or 8 p.m. deciding between Am I going to drink an energy drink tonight? Or am I going to have a melatonin? And I think that night I chose Peace because I was asleep by 3 a.m., which is, is good for for me. Anyways, i I got the chance to listen to the album The Morning After. And let me say, I already have a few favorites, and we're going to get into that. Um, one of the things I noticed about this album was all the, like, features it has. I feel like MGK does a really good job of staying and collabing with artists that really align with him and the type of music that he's making. Let's take, like, Black Bear and Willow, uh, Ian Dior, Travis Barker. It's really nice to see an artist stick with artists that they've collabed with in the past instead of trying like all of these newer artists and trying to collab and just do things for clout obviously there's a few new collaborations here like lil wayne let's see bring me the horizon that was a really maybe is honestly like one of my top five if not top three songs on this album and I really love that collaboration. I think that he's been very smart in deciding who he collabs with. I believe that his collaborations with certain TikTokers have catapulted his career, whether we want to admit that or not. Um, I honestly discovered him through a TikTokers. And while some people might say, like, why is he hanging out with TikTokers? Like, why is he making music with TikTokers? Like, that's weird or whatever. It's been working for him. And a lot of times if, if people, I know that MGK is not the most popular, but right now, or, I wouldn't say he's not popular. I would say well liked. But honestly, within like the MGK community, a lot of his fans, I would consider myself a fan of him. I don't really keep up with any of the online drama or memes. I know some people are very involved in like the hate train part of the internet for MGK where they get all these videos on TikTok talking about like cringy MGK moments or whatever. I don't really care about that. I think that actually inadvertently helps him. And on this is coming from someone who like literally knows none of his tea. Like I just... I discovered MGK last October. I actually went around to his first show around Halloween time. And I actually went to go see a TikToker. Like, I didn't really go for MGK. I was like, you know, if this TikToker flops, then I got MGK show to watch next. And, like, MGK's is a pretty good artist. So, I feel like if anything goes wrong, he will save the show. Right? So, I went in with a very naive thought of mgk i didn't really know who he was i listened to his album um tickets to my downfall as i was driving to the tickets to my downfall concert so and let's talk about concert prices too and something that i've noticed in this new phase of mgk this kind of new era we're really just going to talk about this new era we're going to talk about the songs on the album so there's a lot to cover here also some of the marketing tactics that he's been using which i found super interesting I think his engagement, you know, any kind of internet drama he gets involved in right now, I think all of that's really just to push the album, and that's not to discredit his engagement, it's not to discredit his marriage, I think that he's kind of in a phase of his career where he's really peaking right now, like, if you go on MGK's Spotify, his monthly listeners go up by million by like a million on the daily, like, MGK is fucking killing it right now let me pull up his spotify before the album he was at he was about 18 million monthly listeners now he's at 20 million so we're seeing some really good progress here and album wise let's talk about the title mainstream sellout so i remember when i went to the tickets to my downfall tour one of the things he talked about was how he appreciates people coming out and seeing him even though his songs aren't really played on the radio, even though he's not mainstream. And I think that by titling this new album Mainstream Sellout, he's not only reclaiming all the hate he gets for being a sellout, for not singing, whatever, not playing the guitar. Let me tell you something. I went to the show in LA at Uh, the Greek theater, which sold out, by the way. And it was a fucking amazing show. Like, the energy was there. I've seen a lot of concerts um, these past, like, four years. And MGK is probably the best show I've ever seen. Not only... Because it's it's a rock concert, right? A lot of it's, like, heavy guitar, which I, I personally love. Those are, like, my favorite types of concerts. But his energy, the way that he interacts with the crowd, you can just tell by his presence that he is he cares a lot about the people that listen to his music he cares a lot about his performance and just giving people a good show so i'm not gonna go off of some internet troll who's talking shit about mgk not playing his guitar i'm gonna go off of the vibes i get from actually going to a show seeing him live seeing how he interacts with the crowd probably He's probably the artist that has interacted the most with the crowd in regards to shows that I've been to. If I take any pauses, I'm drinking this, like Starbucks came out with these energy drinks called Baya, Baya energy. They're kind of mid, my boyfriend told me that they, he had the raspberry one and it was like amazing. And that's the one I'm drinking right now. And honestly, it's kind of mid, but that's just because it's caffeinated naturally. It's it has all these, like, natural flavors. And I'm used, you guys, I'm used to drinking Alani's, which if you guys aren't familiar with Alani energy drinks, it's literally just a bunch of chemicals, but it tastes fucking amazing. Also, there's a dog barking outside of my apartment complex, which... It kind of annoys me especially when i'm trying to record it's probably a cute dog but i i can't deal with it right now anyways we're talking we were talking about the title right okay i'm sorry guys my my adhd led me allowed me to veer off i talk about this like a lot but i think one of the reasons why i made a podcast is because i'm very scatterbrained like i'll kind of jump from topic to topic I have to like remind myself to get back to the topic I was talking about. Anyway, we were talking about the title and it's called mainstream sellout, but at his show at the Greek theater, he talked about how he's very very thankful for people for showing up even though he's not necessarily mainstream. And this was last October. He was not, he wasn't really as big as he is now. I think that he's taken very appropriate steps in his career to have grown and scaled as he has now. And I think a lot of that has come from certain collaborations, certain people that he has associated himself with, way bigger artists. And I think that, you know, even drama, even internet stuff and and interviews he's done has really gotten him to the place that he is in right now, which, Has been working for him and I think that in a way titling this album mainstream sellout is and this is just my own theory on things I haven't even watched an interview on him talking about why he titled it mainstream sellout I think sellout comes from him mainstream sellout just comes from him like reclaiming all of that hate and I think that's one of the reasons why people are drawn to MGK in the first place is that like he gets so much hate. But he's still like i don't give a fuck about what any of you have to say at the end of the day like i'm successful and i'm making music for people that love it so i honestly as a as a fan i really appreciate that and i think that's a very admi- admirable trait that mgk has and that's something that makes him so attractive is his ability to be like yeah half the world might not fucking like me but I'm still gonna put out an album. I'm still gonna wear pink and like act stupid on camera. Like That's just what MJK does. And it's been working for him. I think putting mainstream in the album name is, it's manifesting like I haven't seen it before, right? It's kind of as if I put mainstream in my podcast name what does that imply that my podcast is mainstream if you're someone if you're an artist or if you're a podcaster or if you're um any type of content creator on the internet i wouldn't say that everybody's goal is to be mainstream but you want to get popular right like i want my podcast to be popular I would fucking love if my podcast went mainstream. Are you kidding me? Like that is, I think, I think that's kind of a way of manifesting in his own uh, album album name, and I think that's very fucking smart. It's like m- name your album something mainstream, and like watch it become mainstream. And I think that he has the capability of really having this album go mainstream by including brands such as like Bring Me the Horizon. Black Bear's killing it right now, um, Lil Wayne, obviously, so I think, I honestly think that that album name is kind of a way of manifesting and reclaiming him himself and his image in the media. The media is another thing that he talks about, and how it kind of pisses him off, how certain journalists and just people online tend to hate on him and just talk all of this this shit about mgk and he's like i i think that the admirable part of it all is that he just he doesn't really care what people will say about him he he comes off that way and like i said i think that that's very admirable i think that's why he has a lot of followers people that aren't necessarily cookie cutter or industry plants it's like it it's his success on his own and his story is is insane and i love how he adds in elements of his own personal story in this album um what song is it let's see it's mainstream sellout where he talks about his background and growing up without you know growing up and losing his parents and like he said at the concert Walking down Sunset Boulevard on shrooms. And then now he's like selling out the Greek theater, which is insane. And it's so inspiring for, for people. I, I, I really wish that people would view MGK as a source of inspiration to follow their dreams. As opposed to just like some cringy guy on the internet that's like dating Megan Fox. I think that's also why a lot of guys are mad. Because like he's dating Megan Fox, which... Honestly, you guys, if my boyfriend left me for Megan Fox, I would be happy for him because that's probably every man's dream and MGK is just like, fuck you guys. I'm dating Megan Fox and my album's like killing it right now. My career's killing it. So I'm 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 eternally happy for MGK. His career. So now let's get into the music, right? Born with horns that song is growing on me. When I first heard it, I was like, okay, this is, this is cool. It has to grow on me. So I really don't have any comment on that. I listened to Maybe because my friend, my, one of my old coworkers, sent it to me. He said, he's like, um, MGK just released a song with one of my favorite bands. Right. And I was like, really? He released a song? I had, I had no idea. It's because like, I don't really spend too much time. Like, on Twitter or the hate part of TikTok and MGK, whatever. I'm not really involved in the MGK community. I just like buy concert tickets and stream his albums and kind of stay in my own little bubble and view of Machine Gun Kelly. But I really loved Maybe by Bring Me The Horizon. I think that one's gonna go so hard live. (laughs) Drug Dealer, I when I first heard it, I thought it was a little bit cringy. Like, I'm not, like, I'm a stan. I like MGK, but I thought that song was kind of cringy when I first heard it. It's kind of growing on me, though, because, like, the catchiness is, like, Oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. I, my voice, I can't. Anyway, Wall of Fame interlude, I don't really understand the interludes, right? I don't get their purpose, except for some famous person is in it. Like, I know Pete Davidson's in it. I can obviously, like, tell his voice. I remember in Tickets to My Downfall, he had like one with Megan Fox, Pete Davidson was in it. So I like how he's staying true to these people that really helped him with Tickets to My Downfall and still incorporating them in his new phase. You know, he's not necessarily leaving people behind. He's bringing people up with him. And I think he's helped out a lot of like TikTokers grow their career. And he serves as like a mentor to certain creators and, and upcoming artists such as like Ian Dior and Jaden Hostler. I'm honestly a fan of Jaden Hostler I think he, I, I saw him with MGK in October. He he did a really good show. I think that for one of his first few shows he did a really great job. Um, so I really just wanted to support him and, and that, oh my God, Makeup Sex with Black Bear. I really wished with this album that we would have gotten more songs with Black Bear. Who knows if a deluxe version comes out, there's going to be, there has to be more Black Bear because Black Bear and MGK are a recipe for success. Disagree if you must, but Black Bear and MGK be different when they, when they collab. Emo Emo girl with with Willow. This song, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm going to be completely honest. I fucking hated this song when it first came out. I was like this song is trash. MGK has officially become a sellout. I don't like this song, it's, it's cringy, but as time has unfolded and tables have turned and time has just flown by since this song came out, I have realized that the cringiness of this song is one of the reasons why it's one of the more popular ones now. And it was completely on purpose to make it just a tad bit cringy, you know? So people can be like, oh, what is that song? Like, it's so cringy and like, it gets people talking about it. So when I first heard it, I was like, this is not like good. Like, I don't like this song. But then I realized once everyone else started talking about how they hated it, I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. This was meant To trick people's minds so that they would start talking about it and create hype for this album that's coming out, which is so fucking smart of Machine Gun Kelly. Like, I could make a whole nother podcast episode about how incredible of a marketer he is. I don't know who's on his fucking marketing team. MGK, baby, email me, taffmarketing21 at gmail.com. I will work for you for free, sir. I love you and your music and I would love to help out with your marketing but you see guys I'm a simp for his marketing strategies and it's not even funny 5150 5150 is one of those songs that you just like catch on but back to emo girl I like it now I like it now and I think it's very catchy and my boyfriend Was singing it one time when he came over to my apartment to kind of like make fun of me and like make fun of MGK's boys. Cause I'll be honest with you guys, like my boyfriend doesn't like MGK, and I think that's partially because I like sim for MGK. But my boyfriend will come over and he'll be like, I'm in love with an emo. Like I can't. I can't sing on on this thing. I can't do it. But he'll sing emo girl, and I'm like, can you not like you're making me cringe? But honestly, I'm gonna start singing along with him now because I kind of like it, and it's it's catchy. It's a catchy song. It's not. I don't know. It, I I still have mixed feelings about that song. I'll be honest with you guys. Let me know how you feel about it. By the way, in the subreddit, I have a I have a subreddit for my podcast now. It's called Ursatz Era Podcast on Reddit. Kind of cringe because you can see all the comments I make on Reddit, but. I'm always very mindful that I'm on my podcast version on my podcast account on Reddit. So I'm very careful with the type of comments that I make because my podcast will become mainstream someday with the help of you guys and sharing it on your social media, sending it to your friends and following the podcast. Please subscribe. Thank you. That was a very quick plug, right? So let's get back into the, this track list because. Oh my god. I completely forgot to tell you guys that. How can I forget? Oh my. Okay, now I'm freaking out. Should I save this? I'll, I'll just tell you guys this right now because we have the best songs to get to in a sec. Let me just go over 5150 and then I'll tell you guys this crazy shit. Okay, 5150. I like this song. It, I think it's very catchy. I love the, the guitar on it. It's one of his songs where he's just like by himself. I really like it. I don't know, I don't know what else to say about it. And then there's like Paper Cuts, which one is, was one of my favorite songs from Tickets to My Downfall. Paper Cuts. When he performed, at, he actually, it was one of my favorite performances, but I used to work at a gym and I used to hear the song all the time. And I always used to like raise the volume whenever the song would play just so people can like hear MGK. Anyway, Paper Cuts. I love the edited version. I love the new version. It's amazing. Let's talk about World War Four which I've mentioned to a, to a few people that I I honestly believe that World War 4 is going to cause a World War 4 in that live event show when he goes on tour. I think World War 4 is going to go so hard even though it's only it's a very short song. How short is it? It's only a minute long. But that song is going to go crazy. Yeah, that song's gonna go so crazy live, the the pit's gonna go insane for that. I would assume some people buy pit tickets literally just for that song, because that song's gonna go fucking crazy. Speaking of live events, I have floor tickets, okay? Are you guys excited for me yet? Are you guys, like, hyped up for me? I have floor tickets at the LA show for MGK which I'm so fucking stoked about because they were about the same price as when I saw him in October except when I saw him in October I was I was a ways away, right? I wasn't necessarily in the back, but I was pretty close actually. I was a few feet away from Megan Fox the entire show. I mean, it wasn't they weren't terrible seats. I would have loved to be in the pit, but this time, I got four seats um, for the show at, at the Forum in the summertime, so I'm crazy excited about that show that's coming up. Like, I, probably one of the top shows I'm looking forward to this year. That and Lollapalooza, I am so excited. I think I'm going to volunteer at Lollapalooza this summer just so I can get into all the events for free. It's like I, and MGK is going to be there. He's headlining the Lapalooza, which is insane. Oh my God, I'm so happy. I'm going to see that show and it's going to be crazy. Either way, we got A featuring Lil Wayne. That song, it's also one of the songs that had to grow on me a little bit. I think now I'm kind of like vibing to it more. Fake Love Don't Last featuring Ian Dior. Ian has been killing it recently in terms, like, music-wise. He's just putting out, like, such great stuff, and I love all of his collabs with MGK. And it's crazy to see because he is kind of, like... I don't know if he's a TikToker, if Ian's, like, a TikToker. I don't know much about him. I know he hangs out with a lot of TikTokers, like, in L.A., all these influencers and whatnot, but... The fact that Ian has so many collabs with MGK really shows you how he's grown as an artist and how, you know, if MGK feels he's worthy enough to be on a song with him and, like, this many songs. They have a few songs together. So, I don't know, man. Ian is killing it. He is killing it. And he's doing a great job, and I'm so happy for these artists that are succeeding right now and I, I would wish hope for nothing but more success for these artists so fake love don't last is probably my top three when, up there die in california with landon barker that one that one's catchy I like it I like that song Sitter nancy oh my god that song is so cute it reminds me of like It's such a lovey song, and it's so kind of early 2000s vibes. It gives off. It kind of makes you feel like you're in high school again, and you're with your first love. I really like this song. Can I even play this, or can I get sued for this? Wait, I don't even know. I only played like five seconds of it. I don't know if I have to edit that, but I love this song. I wish I could hear it with you guys. Maybe we could stream it later. I can host like a podcast party and we can stream the album because it's so fire. I'm, overall guys, I like this album. I just noticed there's like pink tomatoes in the, the album cover, but absolutely love the album. I wish MGK nothing, but even more success. So this album came out. He's pushing it. He's plugging it. I'm making this podcast episode talking about mainstream sellout because I can't fucking wait for MGK to go mainstream. I'm here for it. I I fully support it, even though it's one of those things where he kind of hates on. He's like, Oh, the mainstream media and, like, these mainstream artists, blah, 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 that are paid by, like, huge corporations. And the fact that he's becoming mainstream is amazing. And I wish that a lot of... I wish that more people would see the inspiring side of MGK and how this man literally comes from nothing and how he made a name for himself and how yet gets all this hate and just continuously says fuck you to all the haters and just kind of stays true to himself and does whatever the fuck he wants and he he doesn't let his past ruin him and I I don't know I just wish that like one day I can interview MGK for my podcast because I just find him so inspiring and I'm putting this out into the universe because it's really something that I I hope and I pray happens one day that I can show a different side to this person, to the world. And I think that like through my platform, through my podcast, I can really highlight what makes them unique, what makes them so popular. Um, All all the good, because I, I do feel deep down that like MGK is a really good person a really caring person that doesn't deserve to be hated on and stuff. So I really, I really hope and pray. And I'm manifesting that one day MGK is going to be sitting here with me on the podcast. And we're just going to talk about his life and his career. And that gives me hope too, to like grow my podcast. And I hope that you guys can help me out with that too. Share this episode on social media, send it to an MGK fan. Um, and, and stuff. So I'm going to end it there. Follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is Jessica M. Liz. That's all I got to say. If you listen this far, like, you're a real one. No other words. You're a real motherfucker. Anyway, my recording setup is going to log me out anyway in a few seconds. So might as well enjoy these, like, 20 seconds we got left, right? I'm gonna finish packing for Hawaii because I have my suitcase open with like a few outfits in there. And I'm going to Hawaii tomorrow. Actually, I forgot to mention that, but should be lit. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening.